Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my podcast designed with transformational leaders like you in mind. I'm Lise Lewis, your transformational leadership coach. In each episode, you'll find help growing awareness of your mindset as a leader, be equipped with a tool to let go of unrealistic expectations and self-limiting beliefs that get in the way of your one precious life. My goal is for you to thrive as you lean in toward the leadership call God has put on your life. Join me and other leaders as we let go and lean in together. Well, hello again. We're in the middle of a series called Learning to Let Go of a variety of things. Mindset, unrealistic expectations. Today I want to talk about learning to let go of saying yes when you really want to say no. Or in other words, people-pleasing. It's really tough when you're in a situation where your performance, your acceptance, your future, well, I guess, future upward mobility is related to people-pleasing. There's a lot of research that has been done regarding what we could call toxic emotional manipulation. Lots of research. Dr. Caroline Leaf, who I've mentioned before, has done a lot of neuroplasticity research and how the brain can be shaped, but also how it can be rewired. So if you find yourself a people pleaser, there is 100% hope that you do not have to stay that way. And if you are like I was for quite some time in relationship with others who recognize your willingness to please them at all costs and are then manipulated to do things that you don't necessarily (laughs) think are your responsibility, but that would make the relationship go more smoothly, then I want to also tell you there is hope for change. So in this episode today, we're going to take a look at where people-pleasing starts, how to identify it if you are blind to it yourself, and then some action steps that you can take to begin to make those changes so that you're not saying yes when you really want to say no. So let's take a look at people-pleasing and where it starts. Oftentimes, it is a definite relationship to someone who recognizes they have power over. Brene Brown talks about power and has a great uh, definition 
of power over, power with, and the differences between those. And I would say people-pleasing begins when someone who is in authority over another person recognizes that they can use that authority for their own purposes. And honestly, using somebody's authority for their personal gain rather than an organizational gain or a family gain or whatever group you might be talking about, that's an abuse of power. But when you're the person who is under the authority, whether it's a parent or perhaps in a work relationship, you are more likely going to go along with the request. So people-pleasing starts when someone in authority requests of you something that is outside of your normal responsibilities. Now, of course, we can talk about family relationships and how sometimes in our families we recognize if we do everything the right way, please insert air quotes, imaginary, then everybody gets along a lot better. That isn't necessarily a manipulative relationship. But if you do have a parental authority who recognizes that they can take advantage of their kids to get things done that they don't want to do and use your emotional response as part of that manipulation, then that is an abuse of authority. And there are, there are parents that do that, and I'm sad to say. But it doesn't have to stay that way. You don't have to develop people-pleasing tendencies that last a lifetime. So, people-pleasing is not bad in and of itself. I also want to say that. Because... In Philippians 2, we learn about the attitude of Christ. And it says that we need to think of others as more important than ourselves. So there's a place where if you're a Christ follower and you've heard this teaching, you could really be conflicted about, well, I'm supposed to think of other people's needs as more important than myself. So I need to be doing these things to help others and, and to please them. And yes, all by itself, that is true. But I'm talking about the unhealthy patterns of people pleasing that develop out of an authority abusing their power. So, if you're getting an icky feeling in your stomach, that probably is a sign that you understand what I'm talking about more than you really want to. Some of us have been in t 
toxic relationships, whether it's in our home or in our workplace, where we have been emotionally manipulated. And that is, that is a hard thing to heal from, but it is possible. People pleasing, just in general, is something to be, to become aware of so that you can contain your own emotional needs and your time and your workspace and your family relationships in a way where your yes can be yes and your no can be no. So how do we become aware of our tendency to people please? That's a great question. I like to encourage women to grow awareness. And how do you grow awareness if, if you don't have it to begin with? That's, and it's almost like the chicken and the egg conundrum, right? Well, here's the thing. If you have ever said yes I can help you with this and have later recognized how impacted your calendar is on that particular day when you said, yes, you would do this for this person and you feel frustrated with yourself that you said yes, that's a key factor in people pleasing. Now, the habit of people pleasing may be a little more challenging to, to break down because habits take a while to change. But the awareness of that habit is what I'm talking about. How do we become aware? So look at your calendar for the past week. See if there's a place where you recognize a day when you had too many things on your calendar and not all of them were your responsibilities. It could be something as simple as running an errand for someone who was overscheduled themselves and they asked you to do that favor. Again, any one of these all by themselves does not mean that you have a long-standing uh, habit of people-pleasing. But if you can see that, oh yeah, I, that I said yes there when I really would have been better off to say no, that's a place to start paying attention to. Now, growing in awareness is not just noticing once it's noticing over time. So this may, if you already are saying to yourself, yeah, this sounds a little familiar, then you have an inkling, you have a stirring inside you of discomfort. And that's when change can actually take place. When something hasn't been working the way that you most want it to work, it's causing you discomfort of some kind, that's the place that you need to start paying attention. It may be that you're saying yes all the time 
rather than taking care of the things that you alone can take care of. Pay attention to when you say yes, whether it's truly from a sincere place or simply out of habit. It took me quite some time to recognize I was saying yes just to stop hearing the question. I didn't want to hear any more about how a particular need was not going to be able to be met and how helpless and hopeless somebody was to get these things taken care of. And I just said, I'll take care of it. But even though I was capable to take care of the issue on an ongoing basis, that impacted my own calendar and my own soul because I was extending past what I literally had time and energy for. So when I was overcommitted, then everybody in my life got the short end of the stick. I was impatient. I was cranky. I was not pleasant to be around. All because I had said yes when I really needed to say no. Paying attention is the first step. But then identifying where it is that you might be people-pleasing and how to make a change. Those are the next two steps. Is it at work? Is it in extended family relationships? Oftentimes, when we are adults now, our parents will ask things of us and we feel obligated to say yes. There are times when that's the right answer, but it's not always the right answer. So check in with yourself around parental relationships. If it's a work relationship and you recognize, wait, this coworker is asking me to do these types of things and that's not part of my job description, and you go to them and you ask them if there's a different way that you can work these issues out and you find that you don't have uh, a great ear from that person, then it might be time to go to the higher up and say, hey, I'm having difficulty here. I've tried to manage it and deal with it myself, but I could use your help in realigning priorities here. Communication and boundaries are two aspects of changing your practice of people-pleasing. You have to first identify it. Second, recognize where you can make a change and then create a boundary around that so that when the question comes up in the future, your answer can be a solid no, that doesn't work for me. A lot of times what we find is we say yes because of fear. And 
as a woman of faith, being fearful is one of those places that we need to be transformed in. We're we're not to be afraid. God has our back. He has our very life in his hands. We don't need to be afraid. So saying no might cause someone to be frustrated because you're changing your habit. But saying no is going to free you up to be able to take care of what is truly yours to take care of. Designing a plan, for identifying the issue, designing a plan, and then making practice of it are the really big factors for changing any kind of habit or uh, situation that you're no longer comfortable with. But often, we're so busy, we're not paying attention. So it starts there. Now, I would love to have you get some resources around identifying these things, a couple of worksheets that I would like to make available, and then also uh, connect you with Dr. Leaf and a few other people that I know that have done work around changing habits. And you can do that at letgoleaninpodcast.com. You can find the podcast link on my website, lisalewiscoaching.com. But the podcast actually has its own website where you can find all the episodes and you can link to the downloadables and the resources that I mentioned. It's tough to make changes. I know that. And one of the biggest factors to gain success in making change last is having accountability. If you have someone in your life that can be your accountability partner in this area of growth, I say ask them for their help in this. We are all better together and being able to have someone in your corner that is willing to both encourage you and follow up with you and pray for you is priceless. Now, I also do that. That's part of my job as a coach. So if you want to know more about what it would be like to have me in your corner, then you can reach out to me at lisalewiscoaching.com and we can set up a complimentary conversation about coaching. But saying yes when you really want to say no is a great habit to change. It will give you peace of mind. It will give you time back. And the inner critic, which I didn't even mention in this episode, but we'll talk about it more as time goes on. Your inner critic will stop hounding you with phrases that are not loving. And that's worth it for sure because the inner critic's voice of shame and ridicule is not the voice of love that God has for you. 
So we're in this together. Please reach out. Thanks for being here today.